This is the EWN Podcast Network. If you're someone that feels like you have a lot to say, but either you're afraid to say it, or you just feel like you're not being heard, then meet Carrie MacArthur. Hi, I'm Carrie. If you have ever felt like you're invisible or that you want to be invisible, like you've lost touch with who you are, I just want you to know that I understand. I was there and I have spent the last six years of my life reconnecting to myself, my power, and my purpose. And now it is my passion to help you to dare to find your voice. So if you're ready, say I'm ready. I'm ready. Welcome to Dare to Find Your Voice. Today we're going to do something a little bit different. I am here with Lisa McClellan, who is actually a client of mine, one of my original clients, and um, the first one to complete my online modules that I have completed and I'm getting ready to release really soon. So watch for those. I'm very excited about it because Lisa has gone through the process. She's learned some things. She's had quite a journey. And so we're going to do a little bit of hearing her experience and also just a little bit of, you know, coaching on this podcast if, if it comes up. So Lisa, thank you for being so willing to do this. We're going to take just a little commercial break and we'll be right back and let you introduce yourself to all of our listeners. Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's virtual office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's virtual office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's virtual office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. We are back. Lisa, I am so happy that you're here and we've had quite a time getting this to go. Third time the charm, right? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you, Carrie. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm glad you're excited because I am too. And I always feel like when there's a little bit of a difficulty, that means we've got a really great message ahead. So I'm excited about this. So absolutely. Lisa, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh my gosh. Well, um, I am a mom of three amazing kids, um, you know, and recently single. I've, I have had quite a journey, one that I never expected to go on, you know, from the time we started working together and, and discovering things. And so, but, um, you know, I, I am so excited to be able to share, you know, what I, what I've learned with you and, and our listeners just because of our past. Right. And, and on the journey that we've been on. So, yeah. Yeah. Good. I'm excited. So we're going to just start asking you some questions. So originally, um, I think it's been two years. I don't even know. I lose track of time these days, but about two years ago when I started coaching, I started in doing it just through a mastermind group and you were a part of that mastermind group and you were doing really well. You were showing up. And, you know, we had some conversations and then, um, you mentioned to me, Hey, you know what? This has been awesome. I've got it. I'm, I'm done. And, you know, thank you. And I, I remember thinking you'll be back just cause I understand the process, right? I know that it's more than just one and done. However, I'm just curious, like your thoughts looking back on that and, you know, just tell us a little bit about that and anything in between. Um, well, starting out, you know, I, I honestly started out doing like 
I did a lot of other things, right. You know, just, just showing up thinking that, you know, just learning things, learning things was going to fix it all for me. And, um, and then, you know, so I was journaling, you know, and I was doing a lot of these things with you. And then, and then there was that one, that one moment and, and, you know, where we had that conversation, we had a phone conversation and, and I was willing to uncover things that I never thought I'd uncover to anybody. And, and it just, it, it freaked me out a little bit, I think, you know, to um, actually a lot to, to have to face that about myself and, or to own it and to, to just release it to light. Because honestly, you're the first person that I've ever told. And, and depending on where you want to go, I'm, I'm willing to share that. So it's up to you. Yeah, it's up to you with that. But so there was this feeling of, oh, maybe I've been a little bit too vulnerable. Is that maybe what it was? It absolutely was. It, it absolutely was because I buried that. And, um, you know, I buried, I, I didn't, I didn't even tell my, any of my family members essentially that, um, you know, that event in my life. And, and so for, for me to, to trust you enough, it kind of, it kind of scared me a little bit because I didn't know where that, where that was going to go. So to do with it. Yeah. And, and at that point, I mean, I know there was that, you know, it's hard to be vulnerable. It's hard to release like, Oh my goodness, what did I just do? What did I just say? You know, and to uncover that and, and vulnerability is really a lot of the power of the process that I've learned at least. Um, yeah. And we'll come back to that. But there was, there was a sense though, I felt that you really had felt like you'd over, you know, releasing it. Did it feel good at the same time? Did you feel like, Oh, I'm, I'm over that because it, it felt like when you, you know, left the group at the time that you were feeling kind of on top of the world and you were feeling like, okay, yeah, I can go forward now. Was there that, or was it, was it more of a, and this is like, I've never asked you this question before. So I know, and, and it, you know, if, I'll, I'll go into it. Um, I, I don't have a problem with that, but it, it was a relief. It was a relief for me that, you know, it was, it was like a burden that was finally let go. Um, and I, I'd taken it as it, it was my fault that, you know, it was something that I had done and, and just everything, it, my, my entire life up to that point was almost like a lie, right? Because I, I suppressed so many things that, that I almost didn't know who I was anymore, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so, yeah, there was, there was a huge sense of relief and then, you know, happiness, but then also paranoia, like, oh my gosh, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> now who am I? And you had to go kind of rediscover some things, right? Yes, exactly. So um, there's, there's a level of, of trust that needs to happen in a, in a coaching relationship or in a, in a, a vulnerability, you know, relationship. And a lot of those stories, and the thing is, when you said, if that makes sense, the thing that I'm finding is, yeah, it makes sense to a lot of people. We all have stuff that we hide and we carry shame. I always thought when I would hear that, I'm like, but I don't have any shame. You know, I know mm -hmm. I have stories, I know I have stuff, but there's no shame. And the more that I became vulnerable, the more that I was either forced into vulnerability, and I always say that with air quotes, or that I was, um, trusting enough to be vulnerable there was an element of shame it always led to like you know that shame thing and with Brene Brown have you have you read Brene Brown are you familiar I've with I, I've, I've listened to a few of her things yeah with yeah. The, in the gifts of imperfection she's a shame researcher which is something that people don't like to talk about shame it doesn't feel good right and so right. she said I was always looked upon as like you know the the 
deep, dark, heavy person. And she, she said, people didn't like me, but that's what she was researching because she could see a pattern happening. And I see the same thing. And I think it's normal. It's normal that we have shame. And one of the things that she says that I love is that shame lives in dark places. It lives in those hidden, you know, closets and under the bed and in all those places we shove our stories and just like mold when it's there, it grows and it festers and it becomes really loud and really kind of runs the show. Right. Even when we don't realize it, there's, you know, you hear about people that remodel homes or whatever, and they find black black mold growing in their walls and they had no idea it was there, but it's causing everyone to be sick and it's like growing and you don't even see it. But when they uncover it, it ends up being a huge problem. And that's what I relate, you know, the shame thing to. So in- And on that, and on that note, you know, I mean, would it be okay for me to share? Yes. Yeah, please do. Because, because when you said that, it's like just everything just started bubbling up. And, and honestly, I'm tired of hiding. You know, I'm tired of, of having it be what it was, you know, just, I, I want to take the power away. Um, you know, my, my, my dad died when I was seven and my mom had a boyfriend. And, um, you know, we went on a, we went on a business trip to sell the business after my, my father passed away. And, um, and, and honestly, I can't even tell you if this was the extent of it, because that's all I remember, you know, is that I just woke up in the middle of the night and he was, um, you know, he was holding on to me massively inappropriately. And, and I, I remember crying and I remember shutting down at that point. So, you know, I don't remember a lot, honestly, before or after that event, but all I, I, I remember a few things, you know, and I, I think they're significant in, in, you know, um, just the unfolding of my story essentially is that I remember thinking that, you know, if, if I was my sister, my mom, you know, my mom would have loved me more and that never would have happened to me. Mm. And those were, you know, those were some things that I've, I've more recently uncovered, you know, and so that, that affected my entire relationship with my mother until, you know, up until my marriage. And, um, and so that was, you know, just like the rabbit hole from that event, from when I told you this, you know, till, till now it's just, it's just been crazy. So just, but the more I own it and the more I, I don't give it power, you know, by hiding it, it just, it makes it easier. So makes it easier to talk about. So, well, it takes the power away. Yeah. Yeah. It takes the power of the emotion, the feeling that, that, you know, that shame, that black mold, right. It takes the power of that away. Yeah. So you said you were seven when this happened. Um, I think I, I think I was nine cause it was nine. eight or eight or nine. Cause I was, I was just about, um, I was seven when my dad died and I think oh, I was okay. nine when, when my mom started dating this man. Okay. That's where I got the number seven was when he died. Yeah. So we're young. I mean, you were young and all the time, our system is set up to find safety. We're set up to survive. So our system, we're, we're trying to figure out things. We're trying to find, okay, why did this happen? So I can protect myself. We make up stories and we live our whole lives. Our whole identity is made up of stories, right? And as you began to share that with me, the first time you'd shared it with anybody, all of a sudden this story is being released. Do you remember, I mean, did it feel well, I think we kind of talked about it. You said you felt kind of free from it. You felt it released. But then there was this like, so now who am I? Because that that story of that's been holding me back so much, I somehow it, it, it releases somehow. Do you remember the feelings? Do you remember any of the thought processes as you were sharing, after you were sharing, and what led to, you know, stopping coaching for a minute and things like that? Um, I, you know, I, re- I remember that I, I almost didn't tell you you know, but, but on some level, I, I just felt that, you know, I, I'd had enough, 
I'd, I'd had enough. And, and honestly, you know, before, before we, at about the time we started coaching, you know, I just, I, I was just, would be riding my bike and just have this overwhelming empty feeling inside and I didn't know how to fix it. And so when I started working with you and you started offering, you know, your, you know, allowing me to open up through journaling and, and things like that, it, it just, it, you know, it was just, it just felt like it was time. I was just like, I, I was, I was done. And, um, and then going on there, you know, I was, I was extremely afraid to tell you because that was, you know, that was my secret. Right. And I'd never told anybody. And then, yeah, when, even, even after I told you during and after fear, absolute pure terror, <laughs> you know, and for, for about a few minutes, joy, like, wow, I did it. I did it. You know, it's done. It's open. It's, it's, it's exposed, but then, you know, my identity took over, right. My, my original identity after, because I did nothing after that really to, to continue the process of healing. And, and I, how, I still blame myself. And how old were you at that point? Like, how old are you now? I'm 39 right now. So I was 37 at the 37. time. So it had been almost 30 years of, of wiring of a story that was going to fight for your identity. Still, it was still going to say, Hey, no, you might've like told this and you might be trying to change the story, but we're in charge, right? This story is in charge. So, and I know, um, I think I remember your, your mother passed away before this all came out. Right. So a lot of times, you know, you would say, you know, go back and, and with to your mom and, and rewrite the story or, you know, heal that relationship or whatever, but you couldn't do that because she's not here. So I'm curious what you've done because again, you just did these modules. You've, you came back to coaching you just went through this process and you've told me a little bit of like, wow, so much is happening, but I don't have details. So I'm wondering as in the, in the, um, the modules we have, there's a timeline where you go through and you write your memories from your earliest memory on to now. And I'm wondering what that process, um, had you started to change the story of that before, like the interpretation of what that meant, how you said, if I was my sister, my mom would have loved me more. That was your story. Did had that story started to change before you did the this process, or um, and and have you changed it at all since then? Like, where's where are you in that process? Um, that that actually started to uncover things for me, actually, just because you know going through through some of the you know, and that's where you know you said in the beginning why why I didn't stick with it is because I I didn't like I said I didn't really do the work in the beginning. I I was afraid. I was afraid and I didn't want to own anything. And so when I, when I came, you know, when I decided to make the commitment this time and, and played a hundred percent, um, I forced myself a lot of the times to confront a lot of these things that even though I'd, I'd exposed, I never really dealt with them. And so, you know, dealing with them now brought up memories because like I said, I blocked it on purpose when I was little. I said, I don't want to remember it. I, don't, I just don't want to think about it. And I just want it done. And so I forced myself to unblock a, a lot of these things while I was doing the exercises. And so a lot of these things came up. That's when I started recognizing patterns actually in my behavior where I was actually acting like my sister. Because if, if I'd have been my sister, my mom would have loved me. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's during this process of like, you know, journaling and and, you know, um, all these exercises actually doing them. <laughs> yeah. Makes a difference, huh? So yeah. uh, getting into now doing the modules. So we have kind of the background and, you know, your stories and all of that. And the fear. Fear is a huge thing. Fear is, I have found, 
it's the answer. It's like the doorway to the next step is first knowing what the fear is and then allowing yourself to walk through the fear. And there are little things a lot of the times, and we'll talk about that in a second. But in the very beginning, like I go through the voice modules in order. So we start with V, which is the value of yourself. I believe that that isn't something that we find first and then move on to the next step. I believe that finding the value in who we are continues to increase as we go through the process. And it's not a one and done thing. Like you will, this will be a process that you will continue over and over and over again, or at least I hope you will. I feel like it's, it's set enough into you now that naturally you may even, even if you didn't like on purpose do it. Um, but I'm curious with, you know, your beginning and, and it's quite simple, right? The modules are simple. They're short little videos with little exercises. Was there ever a time that you're like, this is silly, you know, why am I doing this? First of all, I just want to ask you, like with the very first, um, exercises of understanding what your core values are and doing the worksheet of core values, tell me your, your understanding of that and in the process of that. So at first I, I, this is easy, right? You know, I know my core values. I, it was, and, and you talk about this in some of your, you know, your work that you do mm-hmm. is that it, it's, it's what I thought I should have, right? Integrity and, and, um, you know, just all those, those ones that sound good on paper, right? Or they look right. good to other people. And, and then, but they, they didn't feel right, you know, because I've been doing, you know, it's funny is that those are what I've been living from for, and this is what I noticed recently. Those are, those are what I've been living from for too many years and um and so I forced myself to go back again even though yes I did think it was silly (laughs) I'm like what does this even what does this even matter and um yeah and and then I found out you know my my core values are things like fun and passion and adventure and excitement and things that you know I, I still don't understand necessarily but um uh, you know, when, when I wrote them all down and I sent them to you, I just started crying, you know, because that, that was it, that was it, you know, and a lot of the things that I'd cut out of my life completely, actually. Wow. Yes. And so that's one of the things that is so huge with the core values exercise is that a lot of times we live according to the expectations of other people. And we look for validation in order to tell me that I'm a good person, in order to know that I'm valuable, that I'm worth anything. Tell me, tell me who to be and I'll be that and then I'll be worth it. And so when we really start to understand, okay, no, that was my mom's value. And that was my, that was my school teacher's value or my best friend's value, you know, and it doesn't mean that those are bad. I mean, value is a good word, right? It's a positive. All values are positive. They're just not your core values. They're not the ones that motivate you necessarily. Right. And so being in touch with the, your real things you said you cried. I mean, was it a happy cry, a sad cry? Tell me about the cry. It was, it was absolute pure gratitude. Like, and that's, that's what I've noticed. Like, it was just like, wow, you know, like, like I'd found me, right? Like, oh my gosh, there, there I was, you know, and just, just, I guess so gratitude. I don't know, joy. It was joy. It was a happy cry, you know? And, and the more I went through a lot of these things, that's, that's what I found was like relief, and joy and and just like wow there there you are you know awesome so that that's been the best good it is it feels really good to tap into that the center of of who you are as a human being and I always relate it to you know catching raindrops in a cup having somebody you know fill my cup for me please or having finding the waterworks inside my own soul and tapping into the source and being able to be my own fountain and is that it's kind of what 
joy to me feels like. Is that kind yeah. of makes sense to you? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So the next part of V then was core temperament. And, you know, I did a podcast with Dr. Slade, the very second podcast, and he has been a huge, his theory, and it is, we just met today, actually, and we are getting it to where it will be on the website before the end of the year. And I'm very excited about it. And anyway, he talked about the different temperament types. And you told me, you, you messaged me one day and you're like, I'm such an O. I just am I'm an O. And I'm like, I was so curious to know how you discovered that. So really quickly, before, we, um, before I go on, if you haven't listened to that podcast with Dr. Slade, or even if you had and you've forgotten, an O is somebody who's motivated by fun, by positive emotion, and who is, looks for adventure. They're the person that lights up the room. They're the person that they live in the now. They're in the present. And they... Our world needs O's, right? Every core temperament, every temperament type is beautiful, is good. There's no type that's better than another. However, a lot of times in our world, people that like to have fun all the time are looked upon as being bad and being irresponsible and being, you know, immature and things like that. I mean, and there's always, a, there's an unhealthy and healthy side of every, of every temperament type as well. However, I want to know how you came to discover that you were an O, first of all, because I haven't really talked about it. And then again, if that it matched up with your core values, obviously. So just tell us more about that. Um, at, at first, I, you know, I, I've done some of these before, but, you know, I just, it just, I, I read through the descriptions first because I, I knew it all, right? <laughs> I knew. But then, but then, you know, and this is before, like this, this was actually before, you know, that I did the core, core temperaments a second time mm. or the core values, the core values a second time I started looking through them. And then I, I saw that as like, that just made me happy. And then, and then I went through, you know, the worksheet and such. And I was like, you know, again, all the things I had to go through that two times or three times, because again, what I thought was expected or what I thought looked good you know, um, were the answers I originally didn't. I was like, no, you know, um, what is, cause, because I promise, I promise to play a hundred percent. And so I wanted to, I came at this from a place that I want to change. And, and so I had to get deeply honest with myself, but, and it, I felt guilty. Do you know that? I felt guilty for, for, um, for wanting fun and for wanting to, to, you know, be that. But, in the end, I was like, it, it all comes down to being the opposite of exactly what I'd been my whole life. <laughs> so it's like this new awakening, right? And so it's new. And at the same time, because you said you want to change. And I feel like um, it's more of an evolution, like the, the caterpillar that, you know, has been in a cocoon for so long. So you're evolving. It's all of a sudden, like, here I am. So you're coming more to yourself by understanding. And core, core values sometimes will change as we mature, as we go through life, as we learn new things you know, when the world changes, our core values can change a little bit, but our core temperament will not change. That is, it's the wiring of who you are. And by trying to be somebody else for your whole life, it's, it's hard at first to accept, wait, that's not me. Wait, that, that might be me. Wait. And that's how I was. I didn't want to be my temperament type. I was like, no, that is not me. But the more I began to accept that, the more free I felt, the more I was able to breathe, like, wow, and it just does, it brings you to life, so it's exciting, and I personally value the O's in my life, because in order for my temperament to be healthy, I need to tap into having fun, it's just part of the magic, and so, again, you know, for O's feeling guilty for wanting to have fun all the time, I'm grateful for every O in my life, so just so you know, Um, (laughs) the next step was openness, and I had you write a list of things that you want 101 things that you want tell us about that because I know that you I know you have struggles with that (laughs) 
that was hard. That was hard. Isn't that interesting? Um, It was ridiculously hard. Like I sat there and I got to like 20 and then I was, I think that's when I messaged you. I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Like there's like, there's no way I could come up with a hundred things. Mm -hmm. And, um, and still, you know, I, I had to push it, but for me, you know, like, I, I I came to realize during a lot of that is that things, you know, before, before in, in most of my life, I used to think that things were what I wanted. And um, after my divorce and, and going through a few of the things that I went through, I realized that it's, it's not things that I wanted and experiences that I did. And so, you know, going and, and creatively finding a hundred, you know, experiences that I could have, <laughs> that was you know when I when I realized that 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 became a little bit easier but then I even then I was like but this isn't right you know and so I questioned that and um but I just in the end I just put it down anyway because it it mattered to me good and um you know I I would have let you off the hook but did I tell you you could do 500 if you want yeah (laughs) I I think you did (laughs) that's what my coach told me you can use your 100 or 500 I'm like okay I'll do 100 (laughs) Knowing that I was going to be pushed to do 500, it made it easier to do 100, right? It absolutely did. 100 is nice. That's great. Good. And then from there, you know, I had you do some other exercises that led to some fears. Eventually, we get to what the fears are. It's the yeah, buts. It's the excuses. And before you did this exercise, tell me what you thought about fear. What did what did fear mean? I don't even. We haven't talked about this, so I don't even know if you. Fear was. I, it just, I mean, I, I can't even describe it. And you know what, but, but I, I wanted to touch on that just because, and this, you know, when you said that, you know, you notice that things on the other side of fear, you know, there's growth or there's, you know, what you were saying earlier. Yeah. Yeah. That, that must mean something because I'm, I'm, I'm even terrified right now, but um, yeah, before fear meant, you know, just, it, it was mostly the fear of looking bad. Right. And, and just what would people think? And, and I used to think that if they found out things about me, or if I didn't look perfect, that, that I'd be shunned that, oh my gosh, you know, my life would be over. And so, I mean, that's the only way I can explain it. Mm -hmm. Um, It just, it just made me want to curl up in a ball and hide. And, um, and now there's like a wall behind it to where when I start to feel fear like that, I know I have to keep going forward. So there's a difference now, you know, that I see like, you know, how you were explaining. I, I, yeah, I don't know how to explain that. Yeah. It, well, you did a great job. And so do you, did you find different fears than you thought? One of the things, I mean, and I, I don't speak for everybody, but I notice a common theme of, you know, I'm going to step through fear. I'm going to go bungee jumping or I'm going to go and um, skydiving or scuba diving. And there's nothing wrong with that. Those are fears. And it is good to be able to have adventures like that. But is it a, always a really big thing like adventure where, you know, everyone's watching me jump or whatever, or were you surprised by some of the fears that you found? Oh my gosh. Yes. Like coloring. Okay. Really? Like I could not color. You you asked me to be creative, you know, and I'm like, I can do this. And then, and then I sat down in front of the paper and, um, and I couldn't do it. Like I was, I was almost crying. I couldn't do it. And, and I couldn't figure out why, like even, even, you know, and then <laughs> I think I messaged you that night. I was like, uh, I, I I'm going to color. I'm just going to color. And I sat there and I just started, you know, drawing little flowers, like, like a little kid. And, and it just, yeah, it, 
I, I was crying that whole entire time because, and I what was I afraid of? You know, I couldn't figure it out because it was, it was that ridiculous. Letting out the so, fun, you know, letting yourself be seen. Do you think? I think so. I, th- I yeah. think so. That was, that was the uncovering of like a, a few things like, um, and an aha moment that directly came after that was that in, in kindergarten or first grade, you know, I, I used to be left-handed. I, I, um, I used to be left-handed and then I trained myself to be right-handed because I wanted to be like everybody else. Yeah. And talking about that, like, so, um, do you feel like the coloring and that left-handed shame were related or do you feel like they were something else? I, I think they were. I mean, I think the shame, yeah, the shame was definitely, you know, being left-handed. And then, you know, that just, I just purposely shut down the fun side, the fun side of myself. I, you know. Um, Do you remember I, any time that you were having fun and were told to stop or anything like that? Um, I think that I, and, and when I look back, I think it all goes back to that to that one day right is because I was forced to grow up really really fast and um and as far as not having fun I mean maybe a few times um but you know just mm, I I remember just around that time just things just things started to change and I started to get way too serious (laughs) maybe about my 10th birthday party all right. And you said earlier too, that, um, a lot of fear about, you know, doing something wrong or, you know, being made fun of, was there ever a time that somebody made fun of something that you colored or drew or just out of curiosity? Um, being creative, I think like in seventh grade and eighth grade, I think that that's where that fear came from was that, you know, and, and also maybe, maybe it's just reinforced here because I noticed a common theme, right. And, and that was, but that was more ingrained in me in about seventh grade where, um, you know, being the same as everybody else, you know, or, or not being different and, and how it was, you know, it was bad being different. And, um, and so I, I, I essentially just did my best to just hide, you know, because nothing that I did seemed to be right. And, and so, you know, I just blended in the best that I could so that, you know, and, and like was such a people pleaser. It was ridiculous. You know, I'd be whatever anybody wanted me to be so that, you know, I, I, cause that's what I thought they'd be my friend. Right. And, um, and so, but that, yeah, that, that all started, I think at about seventh grade. And I think maybe that was survival mode so that I didn't get, you know, <laughs> junior high, junior high is brutal. <laughs> Junior high is brutal. Oh my goodness. Yes. There's probably tons of stories that lots of us have, you know, all of us have about that age group. And so, you know, as you were coloring, you didn't have to figure out all of that stuff before you started coloring in order to feel the emotion. Well, the fear, right. You didn't know why you were afraid. You did it anyway, because you decided to play at hundred percent and it, it released something, right? It released a lot of some things. It released a lot. I mean, it was like a cascade of of just, you know, memories coming back and, and things, you know, and all from a simple thing like coloring, you know. Yeah. And what have you done with that since? Like, have you allowed yourself to be creative in more ways? Um, um, yes, I, I started writing with my left hand again, and I'm going to continue that because that's, you know, going back to just, just who I am. Um, I, I used to love baking 
and you know I've decided to start to start baking again because that's you know I I love I love playing with and being creative with food and and stop making myself feel bad about it you know because I see I I see that if you can't be who you are you know you can't for yourself you can't be that for anybody else yeah wow that's really profound I love that so tell me if you you know because you colored once and you're writing with your left hand now and you're baking now are you done with that I mean is it over you're never ever going to be afraid again this oh my word that's one thing that's one thing that I've realized and no another moment today um actually was that again little things right with with blush with makeup I I avoided blush my whole life and and so I, you know, I noticed that you have, you have to keep pushing, you have to keep working on this stuff because just like after our conversation, you know, in the beginning where you noticed I, I seemed better and then, and then I stopped. And then when I stopped, you know, it just, it just all went back. And so I've noticed that you, you have to keep growing, you have to keep evolving and, and just working on yourself, like really working on yourself every day. Um, so yeah, blush was the new one today. And, um, and I was terrified honestly, I was, I was horribly terrified. <laughs> so <laughs> are you noticing a pattern? I'm just curious as you, you know, you've gone through the things like I suggested being creative and I gave a little bit of an exercise and you had to color and you felt the fear and you did it anyway. And then with the blush and the left-handed, did you feel any fear on trying to write with left your, with your left hand or do you still feel any fear with that? I do because it looks like I still looks like I'm in kindergarten, you know, and, and, and having to, like, I had to write a check to somebody and I'm like, no, no. Cause I told you, I was like, I'm not going back. And so I wrote a check to somebody and it's like, you know, shaky and, and ridiculous, yeah. but, but it is. <laughs> so you feel that gut feeling. And then with the blush, what was it that prompted you to try blush? Like, how did you know that's what I'm going to do today? I, I was, I, you know, I, I'm reaching for goals and I, I noticed that, you know, by, by doing this, by working with you, you know, I thought that I had to plunge head on into, into my, you know, whatever it is I'm doing, whatever goals that, that I was doing, you know, for my business or whatever. And I noticed that didn't work with me. And then when I started working with you, I noticed that as I worked on the little things, you know, that scared the living daylights out of me, that it was actually giving me more confidence. It was actually making me you know be more of me and making me more whole if that makes sense and so I I just don't even know there's another thing too with with the curling iron um that I had to do today you know is that you know just and that doing the thing with the curling iron made me made me realize okay I, I don't even know where the fear came up from honestly but it was just like do the blush and then post the picture because that's the real fear, right? Is, is being made fun of not, not putting on the blush itself, but being made fun of and being seen Mm -hmm. as making a mistake. And, and so that, I, uh, (laughs) so when you look at the picture, what do you feel? Um, I feel pride actually. I feel pride. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Good. That's great. I love that. It's a, it's a beautiful picture. It's gorgeous. I was like, whoa, wow, that's such a gorgeous picture before I read the caption. And then I'm like, ah, I started jumping up in the down. This is the little things. And I loved how you said, you know, before I did all my actions and all of my fears were tied to my goals. Like I have to do this to do this in my business or to reach this goal in my business. I have to be like that other person. And I'm just going to make myself do these things. When in reality, the way to achieve your goals is to be yourself and to be yourself out loud and authentically and have fun doing it, you know, and then 
And then the goals somehow, I mean, we still have to do the action steps. I mean, you still have to make phone business phone calls and things like that. However, when you show up authentically, instead of trying to be something you're not, there's just a power, isn't there? There's a, there's a power that's like, oh, wow, here I am. I'm doing my, my goals. I'm doing my action steps. And it's not that big of a deal because I have blush on, dang it. And I took a picture. (laughs) (laughs) And you, do you know, what's crazy is the more I do these things, right. I still feel like internally that I still have the same insecurities and things like that. But when I show up as, as I continue to work through these steps and you're right, I will continue to do them on a daily basis. And I will keep showing up because I noticed that as I open my mouth in front of people, it's an entirely different voice coming out. It, wow. it is. And sometimes, sometimes it even shocks me. Like today I was, I was at a grocery store and, um, and I was just talking to this, you know, I was, I was getting a drink, I think. And, um, and all of a sudden I just started talking to this cashier, like I'd known her for years and I'm like, Whoa, you know, <laughs> like it shocked me the the way that I was being with her, you know, and, and I, I recognize that as like every day that I push through a fear like this, the next day I wake up like just a little bit bigger, you know, that's amazing. And if you were to stop today, what would happen? What do you think? I, I, oh, I know what would happen and I'm not going to do it, you know, because I've seen, I've seen what, what happens, even just, even just a little bit, you know, of it's regression, right? You know, because the brain, it's just, it's got, I've got 20 years of grooves to work through, yeah. you know, and, um, nice <laughs> you know, and, and a new identity, like I have the chance in a whole new life and, and I want to be, you know, I want to finally own the person that, that I am, you know, that I was born into. That's awesome. And when, and when you are saying you're speaking of who you want to be or whatever, um, one thing that I've learned that's really powerful is instead of I want to, or I need to, or I should finding ways to say, I choose to, or I deserve to way more powerful. And it even gives you that extra motivation um, to, you know, to keep, and it's like, you're owning it. People hate to be told what to do. And so when we say I want to, it's almost like being afraid to state that we've made a choice. It's almost like this, I want it, but so when we say I choose to, like I'm making the choice and nobody's telling me what I need to do. Not even myself. I feel like I hate listening to myself telling me what to do more than anyone else. I don't know if that's how everyone is, but I get really rebellious toward myself. (laughs) So when I say, you know, I choose to do this, then it's like, oh, I get to choose that. And it just feels really empowering. So just for me, that's how it works. I'd like you to try that, you know, and you can restate that. Um, I choose, I choose to be, you know, the person that I was born, you know, being and, and, you know, forget the shame of, of everything that happened because it's, it's not me. None of it's me. Right. Awesome. So, and you were talking about, um, you know, being, looking towards your goals or being in the, you know, the grocery store and all of a sudden being in the moment and finding like, Oh, wow, I love this person that I'm being right now. Right. Kind of that feeling. So it reminded me again of another um, thing that I was coached on that I learned to love because when I'm sitting, we're all going to have bad days. I wake up on the wrong side of the bed a lot. Right. I'm like, Oh, I just don't want to do this day. And so I'm just like, Whoa. And most of the time I find it's because I'm either thinking about my to-do list all the things that need to be done. And I'm, you know, feeling anxiety and stress or whatever about that. 
or I'm looking at yesterday or something else that happened that I'm remembering like, oh, I wish that wouldn't have happened or that was blah, 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 blah. And so regret lives in the past. Worry lives in the future. But happiness is right now. And so thinking about that and thinking about the moments that you've all of a sudden, you know, found yourself talking to someone, you know, that you wouldn't have done. If you were sitting there worrying about, I want to say something to her, but I'm not sure what if she's going to, that's in the future. Like what's going to happen if, or like last time I talked to someone, they gave me like, they looked at me cross-eyed. So I probably shouldn't, but instead you just were in the now and you're like talking to the person and it felt good, right? I totally did. And so that's something that I tend to um, remind myself of. I actually have it. I have a picture of it in my phone. I have it all, all over to remind myself it's a tool. So with that tool and with all the other things that you've done so far, have you created either a daily like action step routine or do you have tools in your shed when you know you're feeling afraid or you're feeling a little bit down on yourself? Have you, I mean, this is brand new. You know, you've just been doing these modules for a little bit. Have you come to um, understand what it is that helps you do it anyway and helps you get back into that power of Lisa instead of the stories of Lisa? Yeah, you know, and it's it's in different situations. I, I've I, I've come to see that I have to um, different different um, actually just just different ways of being. Like there there are certain ways and in, in situations that I am that that I feel the the most authentic right and um and business is one of the like when I was doing real estate like that that was fun for me right that that brings out my fun and biking you know so for me it's it's remembering or or you know in the the things that make me happy that I'm able to that I'm able to come back that so I have I have three by five cards written out about those things like you know I am you know a I am a realtor. I am a business person. I am this and, um, and biking and baking and, and it just anchors me to that, you know, and, and affirmations that it, that it's okay. And that I'm allowed. Right. And, um, yeah. And I have to reconnect with that just, just about every day because, you know, it's, it's, you know, to remind myself that it's okay to give, to, to give to myself. And to to be myself and to love myself, so it's okay. And I would say it's necessary. <laughs> you have nothing to give if you're not giving to yourself, right? If you're not filling yourself up, right? It's absolutely true. And as an all, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Did you have more? No. To say? Okay. No. Um, as an all, and you may have already discovered this, but I'll give you a little bit of a tip as well. So anybody else that's listening who finds that they're motivated by fun and adventure, and it's okay to be that. And people, people are also very motivating to an O. People, I always love people. Um, and having fun with people, you know, parties and all that kind of stuff. So a, a tool for an O is to make sure that you are allowing yourself to have fun throughout the day. So if you're involved in a task that you don't want to do or that seems mundane or scary or boring or whatever, chunking it up into, okay, like you said, I am going to go ride my bike or you had something to look forward to and you remember, I love riding my bike. So thinking about that or stopping for a second and having a conversation with someone or going for a quick bike ride or a quick walk or doing something that you enjoy and then going back to the task is a really good tool to use. Also, people, being able to just rely on people to do the things that aren't necessarily your gift, like um, 
I don't know, the details of planning a party. I know what I want to have. I want to have all this fun. And now here you do the details, you know, teamwork with people that have different gifts than you is also another really great skill to have. So those are some tips. That's, that's hard for me, but yes, I'm working on it. But I, I did notice, you know, one of these things, you know, and this, this is an adjustment being on my own and stuff because I've never, I've never been on my own before, but I, I did notice, you know, that, you know, the, I forced myself to not have fun. I cut it all out. And then when I, you know, put people in place, I have like people in place. I call them my fun police. Now I'm like, okay, okay. You're, you're in charge of making sure that I have fun, you know, like so many times throughout the week. And, and I notice what a difference it makes. I do. And so, yeah, I purposely now, it, you're right. It's not, it's not just an option. It's a necessity. It absolutely is. That's great. Yeah. That's really great. Looking for ways to have fun for anybody is a good tool, but especially for an all, that's amazing. And uh, then it will allow your gift because your gift is to help other people have fun. <laughs> and so um, by tapping in and allowing yourself to have fun, that gift will be even way more powerful. And I, like I said, I need O's in my life. So um, <laughs> thank you so much. Is there anything um, else that surprised you and what you learned or in the process or anything that you um, else that you want to say about your growth before I ask you one last question? Sure. You know, again, it is, it is a process. And I think that, um, you know, with, with the little baby steps, right. And the things that I'm doing, I still have, you know, a lot of growth to do because there's still that underlying fear of, of just authentically letting go and being myself. And so that's just, you know, it's a process and I'm working on it. So I think daily, daily um, personal development is wicked important. And, um, and so just, and, and just, you know, allowing, I don't know, I used to think of it as, as a strict thing, but it's, it's freedom, you know, just doing these things, it's total freedom. And so I'm grateful for you and for, you know, all that, that you've shown me. So, but that's, that's it. Cause you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to, I, I went from a place where, you know, not really looking forward to life. You know, I thought that it had to be hard and a struggle and I had to be serious and to a place where I know, you know, I can be me and, and live and joy and be happy. It's exciting. It's exciting to me now. Yay. I love that. That for me is like the whole reason why I do what I do is because of the joy that I felt. I know that other people can feel it too. Cause if I can do it, my goodness, anybody can do it. And so it makes me happy to hear you say that you're experiencing joy in life. That's finally amazing (laughs) good and and it's there like you're feeling it now and just imagine like a year from now two years from now it's just it's there in abundance and it's just really exciting and um so I have actually two more questions is there in um doing the modules did you find them to be and this is just for my own before I release them did you find them to be um did they stir you? Did they, did they create a motivation for you to keep going? You know, were they something that were, you know, a powerful tool for you to use? Would it be something that you would recommend to somebody else to do? Absolutely. You know, and like going into these, you know, I, I thought, what is this, what is this going to do? You know, a lot of these exercises, I'm like, what, what is this really going to do? Cause it's pretty simple, right? It's simple, but it's not easy. Not easy. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. It's not easy. And, and, you know, just, just going through that and the tears and the frustration. Absolutely. You know, if people are willing to do it, absolutely. It's powerful and it's effective. 
and it takes playing at 100%, but good, I'm glad to know that. Well, I, I've watched it. I've watched it happening in you, and it's been really fun for me to watch. So thank you for playing at 100%. Absolutely. Amazing. So my final question, this is a question I love to ask all of my guests, is um, I would love to hear some good news in your corner of the world. There's just so much good news to be had, and I feel like some of it gets ignored because there's so much heavy news and stuff that goes around. So I like to spread the good cheer around. So Good cheer. Oh, I love it. I'm just having the most amazing time, you know, from for somebody that that, you know, tried to hide my whole life, you know, just meeting all these fantastic people, you know, and, and and all the people that I get to meet on a daily basis and learn from them and, and just see their different perspective. It excites me, you know, I I get up every day, and I look forward to going out in the world now. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and learning and experiencing and just, just so much. So there's, there's tons of good news. And, and again, I like, you know, like exactly what you feel, you know, hearing and spreading good cheer and good news. So yeah, it's amazing if you find, if, if you look for it. Yes. I love that. Life is amazing if you look for it. And it sounds to me like the nuts and bolts of that is that people are good news, right? People are amazing news. Yay. I agree with that. I love people so much. (laughs) And I've really enjoyed this time talking to you again. Thank you so much for being willing to be vulnerable. We had no idea what we were going to talk about when we started. We haven't talked about these things before really other than a few messages on, you know, on Facebook. So thank you. That took a lot of courage and, you know, pat yourself on the back, go do something fun to reward yourself. That was really amazing. (laughs) Yay. Yay. I think I will. Awesome. Great. If anybody wants to, you know, get in touch with you, like maybe they want to just ask you some questions or get to be your friend even to learn how to have fun with Lisa. Would you want them to contact you? How do they find you on Facebook? Or absolutely. You can find me anyway. You know, um, I, I love making new friends. I love meeting new people. So absolutely. And if you have any questions for me, I'd be happy to answer. Um, Lisa McClellan um, is, is what I'm on on Facebook. And, um, and I, I don't know how else. I think you know what I'll do. I'll go and I'll find your little link and I'll add it in the show notes so that absolutely. people can find you and friend you. And that'll be really awesome to create some new connections because yes, accidents. Do. Okay, awesome. Yay fun. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Carrie. It's been a pleasure. Mine too. Bye-bye. This is the EWN Podcast Network.